Indiana Runner Podcast Season 4, Episode 17. Taylor and I preview an exciting and loaded Laverne Twilight meet coming up this Saturday, four weeks before the state meet. Let's hit it. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. The regular season meet. Of the year is upon us. Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall, Indiana Runner podcast. We're going to do a preview of the Laverne Twilight that's happening on the famed Laverne Gibson Championship Cross Country Course here this Saturday. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, Taylor. Any, any opening thoughts, or you want to just want to get into it? Well, I think you kind of said it when you mentioned that this is the you know, what do you say? The most anticipated meet or, or the, yes. uh, the best. Year. Yeah. Meet of the year. I think, I think outside of, uh, you know, October 29th, this is going to be it. And uh, not just uh, in terms of how it shakes out for the state uh, standings, but, you know, we'll get into this very briefly here and talk about maybe some uh, regional or national implications as well. So here we go. Here's the race schedule. 7 o'clock is the girls' JV, 7.30 is the boys' JV, 8 o'clock is the girls' open, 8.30 is the boys' open, 9 o'clock is the girls' championship, and 9.30 is the boys' championship. Okay, what does all that mean? The top 30 teams will be selected for the boys' championship and the girls' championship. And then on top of that, teams, all teams can run as many as they want in the open, and all teams can run as many as they want in the JV. I think it's it's limited to 10. I don't think I said this yet. It's limited to 10 in the championship. Correct. So that would be theoretically 300 runners, which this course can handle. Easily. Even as competitive as these races are going to be, it can handle 300. Um, I think you and I are going to do something similar, which is we're going to run, obviously, our 10 best kids in the championship. And then we were going to run a similarly small number in the open small yes. like we're, we're gonna run another 10 boys in the open you can run 10 girls in the open or maybe eight yeah. 11 about yeah so about my my next 10 so top 10 like you said in the championship my next 10 in the open and then the other 75 girls we're bringing are gonna run at the champ and the jv race at seven yeah so we're we're gonna be about about the same and some teams may run all of their other kids in the open now sometimes you may just run everybody in the open right if you don't get into the championship yes um, and we saw uh maybe a team or two opt for the open last year uh when they could have run in the championship so maybe a team may choose to do that as well i wouldn't advise that um and then some some may run their team in the championship and then run everybody else in the in the jv those are those are both options yep Okay, the weather forecast. It is near ideal or maybe even ideal. So I, I would say I almost ideal, honestly, given the you know, I, I'm excited. This is gonna be super pumped. Tell tell us all about it, amateur meteorologist Colin Altavote. Little little to no rain over the last several weeks. This is a very well maintained course, right? I mean, this isn't just at a park or something like that. This is purpose built for cross country. So they're going to have the grass down. They've got their, you know, they're in, in the lab saying when when the best time to cut the grass is so that it disappears and it's as short as possible. 
it's going to be around 60 for the championship races. So that's the only thing that I would say is, okay, why is it not ideal? Eh, 50 might be ideal, but it's going to be lower humidity. Last year was not ideal. Last year, and there's going to be a lot of races on it tomorrow because they're doing the middle school championship, state championships in quotation marks before all these high school races. So there'll be a lot of races. Last year when there was a ton of rain on it, it got progressively more torn up and then the rain by the end of it, it was pretty sloppy. Yes, very sloppy. 2020 had ideal weather. Now this was the COVID year, so there were there was a lot less interest. It was not under the lights. Nike didn't sponsor that. The lights, uh, I've seen the figures for it. It's it's very expensive. Um, that year, then it was it was a true twilight meet. It just it, they got the races in before the sun went down. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was varsity only or if we had JV that year. Uh, I think the, I think we did have JV races. Anyways, in this kind of ideal weather, mid mid fifties, no rain for weeks. The girls and the boys both rated on INCC stats as plus sixteen. If this forecast holds up, I think we could be looking at something pretty similar. I I would agree, <clears throat> given like you said, the the forecast, the nature of the competition out there. Um, I I would say plus sixteen is a pretty good indicator, maybe even just a little bit better than that, um, particularly on the uh, on the boys' side. So, you mentioned competition. Let's go through the the boys and the girls teams here, and then um, with whatever time we have left over, maybe we talk about do more of a coach's corner what we're doing this week. You know, four, five weeks out from the state meet and and the week of this kind of big the big meet other than, you know, other than the state meet for, yep. for state level programs. Okay. Deep breath here. Girls teams. Here are those scheduled to be in attendance that are ranked in the top 25 based on Indiana runners, latest rankings. Number one, Columbus North, number two, Noblesville, number three, Carmel, shout out. Number five, Homestead, number six, Zionsville, number seven, North Central, number 11, Bloomington South, number 14, Franklin Central, number 16, East Central, number 17, Princeton, number 21, Brownsburg, number 22, Avon, and number 25, Northview. Do you know how many of the top 25 that was? Uh, tell me how many of the top 25 that was, Colin. Count them up. 13, including there was only one of the first seven teams ranked that was missing. Correct. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, here two two things really stand out to me uh, in this girls uh, team race. Uh, number one is number one versus number two, right? Columbus North versus Noblesville. We got teased with this the first Saturday of September. Uh, weather didn't cooperate uh, halfway through, or just beyond halfway. Uh, the race was called. Um, and so we, we don't yet know, uh, um, head to head who, who could be better. Um, they, there are a lot of reasons for both of those teams to be excited about where they're at now and what could happen in, you know, just over a month from the moment you and I are recording this. Um, so that is really exciting to see number one versus number two, 
on the state meet course, you know, just under, just at that point, about what, four, four weeks out, essentially four weeks out from the state meet. So um, a lot could happen in 28 days, but, you know, and I'll say this again about the, the boys race here, both in terms of individuals and teams, that this would be a pretty good indicator of what will probably happen um, at the state meet. Again, things can change. It's not a guarantee. Nothing's ever perfect, but um, it seems to be, you know, hey, if you if you get the edge at, by twilight, you you might hang on there for 28 days, give or take, right? So that's the, the first thing that kind of stood out to me in this uh, girls team race. The other part of that is similar, and that is it's a podium preview, right? Like you said, only one of those top seven teams uh, are not there. If you can, if you check the, the ratings on INCC stats, they're, they're pretty close, right? Uh, certainly three through seven, um, you know, not quite as close as last year, right? But still pretty darn close. Um, so this, again, would be an indicator of how the final results, assuming everybody uh, races uh, and, and they've, they've got them all out there. Uh, who's uh, who's going to stand on that on the medal stand uh, down the line? So I think those are the two big ones to kind of take away, uh, at least in my mind, for this race. So for those the top two, especially, it feels like if it's close, it's probably going to be close at the state meet, right? If it's if it's single digit points one way or the other, then we're probably thinking this is going to be another close one at the state meet, like it was last year yeah. with to the top two girls teams at the at the state meet yeah but if one team blows the other one out this is the first time we're going to see them head to head if you know one of those teams beats the other one at all five positions or puts five in front of the other team's third or something like that right then and and from week to week that can change as well we saw that last year on the boys side a little bit sure um and again, you know, four weeks out from the state meet, maybe three of the four best girls from one of those schools get sick and miss a week of school. And then that that can be hard to rebound from, you know, in time for the state meet. Not that that's ever happened before. Um, but I, yeah, I think it, it could be telling or it could be close, which means it's going to be close. I, I would agree. Yeah, I think if it's close, it will continue to be close. Um, and then if, if it isn't, then, you know, this is where you got to find a way to be resilient and, and come back because both of those teams, Colin are incredibly talented and, and, you know, could, could pull it off at the state meet. Um, so, it, you know, I think this is where you put some value on the, the race, but for, for both Columbus North and for Noblesville, this is not the end all be all right Their Their goal is much later. Their goal is, you know, four weeks down the line. So, you know, I guess what I would say or what, what I did say last year um, is that, you know, Hey, look, we're, we're not trying to get uh, too high or too low on this, right. It's one day and we've got, you know, four plus, you know, four weeks and change to, to get there and to make it happen. Um, so, you know, I, I think that you would have to have a, a conversation with them kind of regroup if, if it is, sort of a blowout and maybe there would be some like you said some legitimacy to to why hey look so and so is out or got sick or whatever um but you know i think that uh i i predict uh it will be close single digits uh on saturday and and then we'll see what happens uh at you know state we'll see 
There you go. Individually, 11 of the top 25 girls ranked on INCC stats. Indiana Runner does not do individual rankings week to week. Uh, we didn't even release our preseason All-State this year, even though I made it. Um, and some of the headliners for that would be uh, Nikki Sutherland from Delta, who's ranked number two, Addison Canablo from uh, Fort Wayne Homestead, who's ranked number four, and then the duo from Columbus North, Julia Kiesler is ranked third, Lily Baker is ranked sixth. So 11 of the top 25, and then uh, of the top six, four of them will will be there. Yeah. Um, again, this could be – now, there are a couple of names, like you said, who aren't here. But in many ways, this is probably a, a preview of second place at the state meet. Are we, you know, barring something unforeseen? Do we think we know who the first place – We you know, we don't have to say, but do we think we know who's going to win? Reasonably, could you project – one person on the girl side who who would win? I don't think she's a lock. I think Sutherland could. I think Sutherland could challenge her from what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I okay. think I think this meet will go a long way to seeing if that's possible. Yeah, if, if Sutherland comes out and and blows the field out by thirty seconds and runs under seventeen thirty, I I think I think it's a possibility. Okay, that's fair. And she looked, you know, like you said, we got to see Nikki Sutherland at the Flash Rock invite a couple weekends ago. And, um, you know, she looked comfortable with the field and then put some serious time in with about 800 to maybe 1,000 to go. I mean, that's she, that's what makes me think that maybe in a in a really, really good race with competition the whole way. Yeah. That maybe, maybe she could be there, but also – Julia Kiesler has run really well this year and yep. the races that, where she's competed and uh, you know, Addison Canabla has had some really high points in the last calendar year with uh, she was the, she was the girl that, that did try to challenge Cridge last year at the state meet. She eventually was fifth. And then she did beat Cridge at the uh, Nike Midwest. She was the top Indiana finisher right. there. So um She's she's run uh, a more abbreviated schedule this fall, which would lead me to believe that that's trying to kind of take your shots on on certain weekends. I would think this would be one of those weekends. So I think Sutherland could challenge Cridge at the state meet for for the win, but I also think that that two of those girls could challenge Sutherland here uh at at this meet and we'll we'll see because we just don't they're they're separate right and we just they delta and columbus north don't tend to go often to the same meet so we haven't seen a lot of these girls against each other now we did see sutherland and canablo but that was you know it was as rick james would say that was weeks ago and a lot of things might have changed over the last four weeks just like some things will change over over the next four weeks Fair. Yeah, just not enough data. Boys teams. You ready? Here we go. You got this. Number one, shout out, Carmel. Number two, Noblesville. Number three, Zionsville. Number four, Columbus North. Number five, Center Grove. Number six, Franklin Central. Number seven, Fishers. Number nine, Burbuff. Number 10, Bloomington South. Number 11, Bloomington North. And number 13, Brownsburg. And then actually in the back half of the top 25, I don't think any of them are, are coming. 
Um, but that is nine of the top 10. And Brownsburg in 13th is the 11th highest ranked team coming into this meet. Does it get any better than that? Oh, yes, it does. We'll get into well, it in a minute. Okay. Well, team wise, does it get any better than that? Yes, it does. <sighs> we'll get into it in a minute. All right. Well, uh, within Indiana, there we go. I'm going to keep qualifying it until I can get you to agree with me. Um, yeah, I mean, crazy, crazy competitive, right, on the boys' side. And, you know, Colin's going to add to it here in a minute. He says, um, you know, this is uh, the the race – you know, for, for second, in my mind, I, you know, don't, don't say anything, Colin, but I, you know, I think the, the hounds shout out have, have proven to be uh, well ahead of the field um, in terms of head to head matchups, even, even specifically against uh, the next two Noblesville and Zionsville. Um, but, you know, like you said, think things can happen, but it, it will be really fun to see those two again after a close uh, HCC race uh, this past uh, weekend, right? And we'll, we'll see how that looks again on the state meet course, one that's very different than the, the Noblesville course. Um, and then the same kind of idea with the girls, right? Where's, how's this podium going to shake out potentially down the line? I think it'll be fairly close. I don't think uh, it will be a carbon copy from, um, you know, this Saturday to, to four weeks down the line, but, you know, this will be again, a, a clear indicator um, and what will be the most competitive meet uh, again, outside of, of the state meet. I mean, this is just, it's incredible for, for an invite um, on a Saturday night. So team-wise, I, I think it's interesting because on INCC stats, Columbus North is ranked second, Zionsville is ranked third, and Noblesville is ranked fourth. But... On the Indiana runner rankings, Noblesville is second because Noblesville just beat Zionsville. Right. So that makes sense that Noblesville would be second. And Zionsville is ranked third because Zionsville beat Columbus North at Brown County. And then Center Grove is is team certainly with a lot of potential. Yeah. So those four statistically are relatively close. Um, and then we add in quite a bit more, and we'll get to that in a second. But on the girls' side, the 11 of the top 25 uh, statistically ranked athletes, runners, on INCC stats. On the boys' side, it's 19 of the top 25. Holy smokestacks, Batman. There's individuals from a lot of top teams in the region, we'll get into in a minute, and then also, when I think of the region, I kind of think also Illinois or Ohio. Okay, this is not like a the region. No, yeah. when I think of the the region around here, there's there's top teams and top individuals. When I say regional teams, I usually think of Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. You might include Michigan, except Michigan's got some really weird state association rules. They're still figuring out if this team can go to NXN, and that was like eight years ago. Yeah, um, if you think the IHSA has issues, dude, just visit someone up north. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, don't actually go up north. Who would want to go there? Um, and the winner of Nike Midwest will be here, and he won that race last year as a sophomore from Rockbridge in Missouri. He's now a junior. Yeah. So that's another top 
athlete to add in and then individually that kind of the headliners on the boys side um old king cole closing cameron todd uh ty garrett clayton guthrie of columbus north nasty nate killeen i think those are they're in the top 10 and it is six of the top eight ranked runners and i missed one you want to say it yeah let's give him some respect here right it's Tony Provenzano. Provenzano. He, how could you forget him? He's a made guy, Colin. He will also I, – well, I just – I didn't forget him. I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to say because I know you like to say his name. Wow. Um, he'll – confirmed he will he will be there as well. He is scheduled to compete. So, nine of the top ten ranked boys teams in Indiana. And what do we say – 11 of the top 25, but it's the cutoff is actually 13th. It's 11 of the top 13 teams. Yeah. On top of that, Dystat updated their regional rankings and they go five deep from each regional, all nine regions um, for, for Nike nationals. So there's a Midwest regional and that is Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Michigan, and Missouri. All of the top five ranked teams in the Midwest are scheduled to be here on the boys' side. They are in order of Dystat's Midwest rankings, and this is a few weeks ago. Carmel, shout out. Hinsdale Central in Illinois, which is a Chicago suburb, essentially. Zionsville, Plainfield South, which is another Chicagoland team. And Mason, which is in, it's like a Cincinnati suburb. Those yeah. are the top five. In national rankings... Carmel, shout out, eighth. Jesuit from New Orleans is listed as being there. They're number 11. I'm not positive they're going to come because when I looked at their schedule, I think anybody can kind of add and say, maybe we're interested in this meet. When I looked at their schedule, they also have two other meets there. And Jesuit is in, it's in New Orleans, Louisiana. And it, I, maybe they will be there. It seems odd to me that a team would travel and I think they just traveled for a meet last week. It seems yeah. odd that they would travel to Southern Indiana for, for a meet competitive, albeit. Yeah. Now, well, we'll yeah. these other teams make sense, right? Right. Uh, Hinsdale central in Illinois is, is 13th Zionsville, 16th Plainfield South, 18th and Mason 32nd. Now Zionsville, lost last week in their conference meeting they ran everybody and they actually ran pretty well to noblesville so it'd be like well where's noblesville well they don't update these they don't update these regional these national rankings every single week so this right. was these were updated i think right after the brown county meet yeah so we can you know give noblesville some props and think they can be you know right there in that conversation you know again we we saw that uh, last Saturday right there. And in a big um, meet, Columbus North projects better than Zionsville and Noblesville. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to to remember down there for the uh the dogs. Um yeah, I think uh it's it, like you said, it's gonna be crazy competitive and exciting. And um, you know, we're thankful that the the meet is happening and happening on a Saturday evening um where we get to have more teams come in from the area and kind of give a true uh, Midwest preview um, in, in addition to the, the state preview, essentially. Um, so, you know, the great national level competition that we get to witness, you and I get to witness in person, be a part of. Um, I will say if you, if you can't make it out there, there's a, there's a live stream, apparently. Runner Space put that out there 
on Twitter today. And I think the Laverne Gibson account uh, retweeted that, but um, a free live stream and then maybe some archival videos that you can purchase uh, by choice. But, uh, you know, if you can't make it out there, that's something you should check out or share with family uh, who can't make it. Don't know how, I don't, I don't want to be a naysayer, but considering the issues that they've yeah. had out there with broadcasts, I'm not sure how well that's going to work in darkness. Yeah. At least this one's free. So, right. you know, yeah. if, well, you if it's no 15, good. 15 bucks to watch it on the bus on the way home from the meet uh, and not get to see any of it. Yeah. Well, tell me about it. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll see what happens. Shout out to Runner Space for attempting that. Um, I, you know, on the on the boys' side especially, I think that with 19 of the top 25 individuals, plus pulling in these teams from Chicago and Cincinnati, like whatever an athlete finishes here, they're probably likely to finish around that or even better at the state meet. Sure. A kid yeah. that finishes 35th here might finish in the top 25 at the state meet. I, I would say that given the number of uh, competitive Indiana teams that are there, I think that's, that's pretty fair. That would be a, a really good finish for a kid who may not be accustomed to finishing at 35th, you know? Well, that's the other thing is that, you know, the, the Brown County meet was like that as well. Cause it had many of the top teams, yeah. right? Yeah. And we had said at that point, um, now Noblesville wasn't at Brown County, um, and they they sense on the boys' side have looked really good the last couple of weeks. But, um, you know, we thought that the, the top five teams from Brown County could be the top five teams at the state meet. And um, right. it's – if you're used to running – you know, if you didn't run at Brown County and you've run at other meets or conference meet or – any other kind of random invitationals you're an athlete that's used to being in the top 10 or 15 that this could be this this is an especially big challenge for some of these runners that on this course with that level of adrenaline and this level of competition like you get to that first turn and you're in 150th yeah and you went out in 301 that's you got to have your teams prepared for that I've said too much already. Well, you're you're a sharing kind of guy. Open book. Sounds like it. Well, for most things. Sometimes on the message board, people give you a hard time about it, but yeah, well, that's <laughs> wait, wait till we dress our guy up in all camouflage and it's gonna be like he's on the masked singer. Just crosses that, oh, the finish line, rip, rips off the big king cake baby mask, and it's it's Provenzano. Oh, that's the only way I would watch the mass singer if Tony Provenzano was on there. Otherwise, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, but the whole point of the mass singer is you don't know who it is. Yeah, but still, I guess I you, I guess you wouldn't watch. It could, you should watch them all because it could be him. It could be anybody. It could be a boat. It could, it could be a boat. Is that what's going to happen? A boat. <laughs> a boat off, is going to sing to us. Rip off that pelican mask, and there it is. It's a boat. It's a boat. Look, it's a sailboat. How do they do that? How do they get the sailboat to sing? Modern technology, man. It's crazy. Man, how about uh, you want to do coach's corner? Let's do it. Um, uh, I feel like it's see. getting. I feel like it might get repetitive. It, it is. Rep that's that's what distance training is. 
the good stuff not, at least. Yeah, it's not fancy, and there's no secret or magic to it. Essentially, um, not HBO. It's just regular TV. Regular TV. Well, and just like regular TV, we'll we'll keep a PG here for you. Um, but you know, this week at practice, what did we do? Well, here's what I did. Uh, we did a long run on Monday. Um, we just got back from a workout at Northview. Uh, today's Wednesday, by the way, if you are, uh, you know, this is not, it's live, but ain't live, live. Um, Wednesday at Northview, uh, some, an interval workout there. And then, um, you know, we just, uh, we'll have a couple of general days in between to get some mileage in. Um, and you know, we are still, uh, at our kind of highest mileage of the, of the season. We'll keep, keep there for a while. Nice. How about you? Well, we, um, there's different stuff going on, you know, depending on what the big meet is. So our best kids just got to their interval training, really kind of starting, last week so last week some of our guys did their low set of 400s so it's at a it's at a prescribed pace based on their ppm yep um so for instance our best guy ran eight miles at like uh 506 pace 508 pace so his that equates to uh 66 for a 400 Okay. On the yeah. same surface, but it's not on the same surface. So the, that was on a paved trail, the Monon. And um, so add three seconds. So his time is 109 for 400. So he did 12 400s at that with a jog rest. Okay. Um, that's the low set. Then Monday, we did the high set of that. And we feel like once we can get to the high set, usually we see like a, a small performance increase. And so we were kind of saving that for one big meet and that meet is Saturday. Yep. And then third tomorrow, Thursday, we're going to do the low set again. It's kind of regularly taxing our oxygen delivery system, making sure that we're maintaining it all the way up, up into the meet. Um, so, you know, the guys did for their high set 14 or 16. These are our, you know, our best oldest guys, junior seniors. Yep. Although one kid uh, had a bit of a schedule, uh issue so he did his high set today he did 18 400s all right at that time with a jog rest it it, it took a while it took about 90 minutes to, to get it all in yeah. and um some other guys did their they did a their hard run their ppm on monday and then they did their high set today so a day in between real light day surrounding those that high set and then we have the meet saturday and then um we have another meet Monday for the JV, the kids that aren't going to run the tournament. So yeah. they'll do the low set on, on Wednesday, but this, you know, this gives us two, two cracks at a good, at a good race um, and good, in good weather on, on good, on a good course. But obviously the kids that are going to run the state meet aren't doing the exact same thing as the kids whose biggest meets are happening this weekend right. and, and later. Right. But it's pretty similar. Yeah. Same, same philosophy, just different timing. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, we got hey, eight speaking minutes. of that, guess what, uh, guess, guess who we saw out there in uh, an old Northview today, running, doing his thing. Andy Cowan? It was no, not Andy Cowan. Yeah, no, it was uh, the one and only Cole Hawker. Oh, really? Back that in town? 
Yeah, he was back in town um, doing a, a little run there on his own uh, on Northview. And um, both the, the girls and the coaching staff were excited to, to see him. And like, oh, my God, there's an Olympian right there. It was really it was kind of neat. Um, but he was just kind of nonchalant doing his run there around the, the course. And it was there for the, the bulk of our time. And um, it was good to, good to see him back running around the uh, main streets of Carmel. Uh, Hey, real quick. Let's, let's update the Colts schedule. Can you pull it up real quick? Oh God. Why, why do you want to torture yourself like this? I just, I, I, now that we've, now that we've got through the first three games, I want to, let's give a more realistic outcome. We can do it in like two or three minutes. You you think people want to hear about this? Do they want to hear about my fantasy team also? Is that what this is? All right, here we go. Now, I will say this. They, yes. Nobody would have thought that they would beat the Chiefs, and I did call that before the season started. Yes, but you said we'd win every game. So you can't just remember the hits and forget the misses, Colin. You have to take them both in stride, including a tie. What happened last game? Uh, we we won. Okay, so here we go. What's next? All next right, game. so Sunday home against the Titans. Titans are terrible. Colts win. All right. At the Broncos. That's a Thursday nighter, I believe. Thursday night and it's at Denver. Yeah. Okay. Thursday night games usually really favor the home team. But who's Denver's quarterback? Uh Russell Wilson, who no, got he's, a no, big... he's he's way over the hill. He's done. Colts win. All right, what's next? They can't they can't score. So I do agree with you on that one. Uh, then it looks like a little bit of time. Uh, Jack at home against the Jags. Oh God, we're not winning that game. What? No, we always beat Jacksonville in Indianapolis. Colts win. Uh, all right, at Tennessee. Well, we just beat Tennessee, and this hypothetical turnaround three weeks later. Nashville. You ever been to a game in Nashville? It's half Colts fans minimum. Colts win. I remember there was a fire on the sideline one year. Um, then we're home after that against uh the Washington Commanders. Oh, who's their quarterback? Uh, some guy we kicked to the curb. Yeah, he's about as bad as Carson. He's about as bad as Russell Wilson. Colts. He is as bad as Carson Wentz too. Um, so that's a Colts win. You say all right, and then we go to New England. Uh, Mac Jones, I think, is out for a long time. Also, doesn't matter because the whole team's not any good. Colts win. All right, at the Vegas Raiders. That's going to be mainly Colts fans there. Uh, they're also in trouble. And you know who the Raiders coach is? Uh, who is the Raiders coach? Colin? Josh McDaniels, who was once the Colts coach before he realized I didn't sign my contract. I'm not going. Colts yeah. win. Revenge okay. game. Hey, Colts revenge game, as you say. Uh, home against Philly after Colts uh, win. Colts win. Uh, home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, Mitchell Trubisky or that rookie quarterback? Colts win. Yeah, that's, that's a an nice easy game. schedule. My gosh. Yeah, that's a that's a night game. It appears to be maybe Monday night game. Uh I might go then, that. yeah. Then uh December 4th at the Dallas Cowboys, another night game there. Uh day before my dad's birthday. One time we saw the Colts play the Cowboys in Indianapolis on my dad's birthday. Oh yeah. The Cowboys were terrible and they beat the Colts. Revenge game, Colts went. I went to see the Colts play at Dallas. I think it's the first year that the new stadium was open. And this is the infamous Pat McAfee special teams blunder uh, where the, the lined up weird and the, we lost. And the Dallas fans, I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, Colts win at the Vikings uh, December 18th. 
Kirk Cousins still the quarterback of the Vikings? Uh, yes, I believe he is. Col- Colts win. All right. Day after Christmas, we're going out to L.A. to play the Chargers. Chargers, no fans. So it's basically going to be a Colts, another Colts home game. Colts win home games. Colts win. All right. New Year's Day. You can nurse that hangover and watch them beat the Giants. Is that what you're going to say at New York? Ooh. At New York on New Year's Day. Yeah, watch the ball drop and then walk over to East Rutherford for the uh, – I think it's still in East Rutherford. It's definitely the metal – whatever it is, it's in New Jersey. It's not technically in New York. Can you walk there? Is there just a bridge you can – yeah, I suppose there is. Anyways, Colts won. Yeah. Colts yeah. walk into a win. Uh, and then finish the season home against the mighty Houston Texans. Colts win. So let me add that up. A lot of wins, man. 15-1-1. I think that will get us the top seed. You know what? I am glad that you are a much, much better coach than you are a an NFL prognost, prognosticator. There we go. Prognosticator. prognosticator, yes. Yeah, there's some a couple extra uh, letters in there. You got to throw in. Um, well, you maybe I'm e- maybe I'm equally as good. Maybe that, we look back on this and say, "Man, should have listened to that guy." That guy. This guy right here. Glad I called that guy. Thank God. All right, well, man. That would be great. Hey, look, Saturday, man, that's exciting. Get there early, get your place to park, have your $5 in cash ready to go to get exact in. Exact change, please. The exact change only. If you can't make it out there, check out the link sent out on uh, Runner Space to, to watch what hopefully be a solid, at least free live stream. Um, and we're going to watch some fantastic competition with both the boys and the girls, right? Can you get any better than that? I don't think so. All right, man. Thanks for coming on and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Thanks, man.